All right. Uh, welcome to the perfect so crime. What you want to oh do. my God! He said he wanted to do this. <laughs> what is this? This is the perfect crime. Are we recording? We're recording. We're recording. Rachel says we're recording. Do you think that? Okay. All right. So basically, my friend can Paul you tell here. Him about I, what? Can you not? Yeah. So my buddy Paul is going to tell me his ideas for some scams, and, and I've got some certain connections that we don't need to go into right now. And Can I'm, you just I'm Basically, it's just a sounding board. Excuse me. I'm really smart. Mm-hmm. I have many ideas that are genius and beautiful and wonderful, and uh, they're perfect. And what I'm basically going to do is give them away to the mafia for free in exchange for money. Okay, that's hopefully from your already. Mafia that's that's not what free means, <laughs> but yeah. But you you get the basic idea. So um, why don't we just get right into it? Well, what you, why don't we start by listening to? Can you state your name for the podcast? My name is Michael Cavallo. Cavallo. Did yes. you hear Cavallo? Have yes. you ever heard anything more Italian? That's right next to Gambino. I mean, come on, he's got exactly. to know people. Yeah. Well, don't worry about it. Okay, so Michael clearly knows. People. I know. Look, I have a certain insight to this. Let's just leave it at that. And so I'm going to take a mic up the mountain and try to present some crimes. Uh, give me that reference again. A hike up the mountain. Okay. And then uh, I'm going to try to give Mike some delicious ideas for crimes. And... I'll give him some feedback. That, well, you're going to present them to the mafia. Uh, aren't they called Dons? Is that what the... Yeah. Yeah, so all the Dons that you know. The boss. Yeah, yeah, the bosses that you know. You're going to tell them about my ideas, and we're going to get rich together. Yep. Should we get into the first crime? I'd love to. Okay. So the first crime I'd like to talk to you about today is I've, I've delicately named it Filling Our Jellies. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I was looking on Amazon the other day. Okay? Yeah. Okay. You gotta... When I do, like, a little... I was... Uh, da, 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 that's kind of when you gotta go... Oh. Well, you didn't give me much. You just said I went on Amazon today. I figured... I didn't realize that was the end of the sentence. Okay. Okay, sorry about oh, I'm that. sorry. What did you... What did you go on Amazon today well, for, uh, well, Paul? have you ever seen or had a fancy jam? Or jellies? Or mm-hmm. preserves. Yes. You know, one of those kind of fruit concoctions. Yeah, goes great on toast. Yeah, they're amazing. But some of the good stuff I was looking at can go for like almost a dollar to a, over, sometimes even more than a dollar an ounce. Wow. That's a lot of cake. That's Think a whole about lot of dough. A 16 ounce jar of jam. Yeah. Think about that. I, How much is that? That's $16, maybe $15. 15 bucks. I don't know. It's a lot of cake. So, it's a lot of jam, more like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted us to get into this game. So here's okay. how we do that. First, we buy some fairly fancy preserves. Okay, like sure. mid range. It's not. It's not the most beautiful, but it has like the floating chunks and seeds that you see mm-hmm. of like preserve, like fancier jams. Yeah, you know, mid range. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Okay. Uh, 
then let's see what's next. Okay, next we buy like a bulk cheap thing of just like jelly. So a big right. old container of crap jelly that you know your restaurant serves you that kind of thing totally big old big old hunk of container okay so then it's easy we take the fancy jam cans and you know okay so when you're looking at a jam can picture it in your head right Mm -hmm. this is jam can and you come up you're going up the jam can and you get to the lid portion where the cap screws on and always the cap is like a little bit inset it's a little smaller than the actual jam container you know what i mean yeah so there's a little ring of ex- of excess and I, I gotta be honest with you that's the worst part of trying to get out a jam out of a container oh yeah you know I know what, what I'm you talking mean. Yeah. about the corner you lose a you, lot of jam uh, real estate yeah the, you can't get your knife up there yeah okay but anyway so what you're gonna do is you're gonna go down straight down with your knife okay straight through cut out all the good jam from the middle and you'll have this beautiful perfect ring for visual uh sake of fancy jam around the outside okay so it'll all be fancy jam from the outsider's perspective okay 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 great so uh, do you get? Do you? Are you seeing where I'm going here? I think so, but let, let, give me a give me a bit All more. Right. Just, so you cut out the jam, but you leave the ring. You leave a small amount of jam around the edge of the jam container of the okay. fancy. Yeah, jam. yeah, yeah. Then you fill the rest with the cheap jelly. Ding, 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 dunk, 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 dunk. That's doing it for all of them, really quick. Bottling. I'm assuming that. Yeah. That, that's, so basically, that's, yeah, we can get a couple fries and we can tell them we're working on a, a little science experiment or something. Thing and they can sure. do it for free. They can donate their time. Okay, so now we have a bunch of delicious-looking, wonderful, mid-range to pricey jams and ooh, Bob's Farm strawberry fig preserves or some shit that it says on there. Sure, you know, fancy little thing, fancy label, and you're gonna take those to a farmer's market. Okay, and you're gonna sell them simple as that except we're gonna double up now get some extra dough okay what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take all the fancy jam that we cut out from the inside of it i'm gonna put it in mason jars and then i'm gonna put a little something on mine you know p dogs delicious dish jam style or something and it's sure. gonna and i'm gonna sell the fancy jam as is out of mason jars mm-hmm. at the other farmer's market a different one different one and we're gonna come back together we've made just a little profit okay because we're not gonna make a ton okay because yeah we gotta buy the jelly i know what you're gonna say already i can tell that your brain is already clocking the numbers <laughs> listen we're gonna make like Two hundred or two thousand dollars the first time we do it. Okay, not that much, but what we're gonna do is once we've got this money, I'm gonna take my jam company and start building a label for it. Okay, and so we're gonna keep doing it, and we bought a label maker, so we're gonna put up fancy jars and labels for my jam too. 
and my jam will be the real jam from the jam that we stole from your jam, the fake jam, the jelly jam, mm-hmm. right? So the original jam that we took. Are you following me? I'm following. Okay. The original jam that we took, we put in the mason jars, right? And people tasted it. They said, holy fuck, this is good. And you made this from your home farm? And I'll say, yes, I did. I'm in overalls. I did make this from the home farm. And you believe me because I'm in overalls. <laughs> it's a good way to sell. I feel like I'm spinning a little bit, but I'm going to get there, okay? Are you... Are Don't we, worry. Well, I'm letting, yeah, just keep going. You're doing great. Okay. So... We've established a serious customer base with the f- real jam that we moved into mason jars. Yeah. Because it probably tastes pretty good, you know? And if you got told it was, like, made on your local farm, you would go, oh, that's pretty cool, and you would just eat it. And so we are going to make the labels and all that, and eventually... We're going to cut out your side of the business altogether, the jelly jam thing. We're not even going to buy jelly. We're just going to buy that kind of jam, take it out of the container, put it in my label and label maker, and then just sell it for like a dollar more at farmer's markets. And then we can do that at massive quantities. Okay. All the time. Yeah. Okay, that's it. That's the idea. That's the idea, and it's really good. Okay, a few notes. Did you understand the whole idea? I understand. I don't think I explained it perfectly. Let me recap. So we're we're cutting out a certain amount of jam, replacing it. Fancy. From we're buying mass quantities of fancy jams. Fancy ish. Fancy ish. Okay. Medium range jam. Yeah. We're scooping out, what, uh, two-thirds of the jar, just to leave a little bit on the outside. Three-quarters of the jar. Three-quarters. Just to Ge- leave enough Be on... Be generous with me. Just a ring around the outside. Just a ring. And then we're, we're refilling the jars with lesser quality jams. Yes. Yeah, okay. For um, the first... That's part one. That's part one. Now explain part two. Okay, part two <laughs> is we, so we sell the, the the lesser quality jam and the fancy jam jars. Over and over and over and over and over. Over and over. While you also are taking those, those three quarters jams stolen from the jars and placing them in mason jars. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And you're getting a label maker and you're saying, Paul's fancy jams. I'm not yeah. saying P-Dog. Don't yeah. ask me to do that. Okay. Well, uh, no. <laughs> that's what it would be called. <laughs> I don't think it would. And then you're selling... The, well, it's not fancy jam. It's mid-range jam. We're going to call it fancy jam. Can anybody really tell me... Tell me, would anybody really be able to tell me the difference between a fancy jam and a mid-range? I assume so. I don't believe it. Maybe. I don't know. There's probably some jam connoisseurs out there. Okay. Okay. So do, do you feel like the, I feel that I have the basic concept? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how much is this? So how uh, how much mid-range jam are we buying? Probably a hundred thousand cans. Okay. No, and no, no. Maybe five. Hundred. Five 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 hundred uh, jars of mid-range. Maybe one hundred. What do you think? 
I'm, look, I'm not trying to crash your... I'm let's, just asking. I'm asking start, a question. Let's start with 174. 174 jam, t- cans of mid-range jam. Yep. And how many jars of low-quality jams and jellies? Well, we would get big ones, so probably... <laughs> Eight. And who sells just large quantities of just jams? Probably Cobb Foods or something. So you're just thinking of buying <laughs> this like a massive tub? Like how, how big of a low-range jelly are we talking? Uh, I, I just mean a restaurant. You know how restaurants have like, have you ever seen those big cans of like beans and the restaurant can get them? They're like a big can. I've seen big cans of tomatoes paste. Okay, well, there's big cans of jelly. I don't know if I've actually seen that. Well, I. But I'll trust. I'll trust. I'll trust you. I'm sure. I trust that you did the research. Okay. And how much generous of you? Yeah, (laughs) I'd say so. (laughs) (laughs) So, how many of these are we gonna get? Probably uh, fifty. To fill the 174 cans of fancies. Okay. So, sure. I I assume that'll still cost a a decent... So your your initial complaint was how expensive these these jars of mid-range jams are. Mm -hmm. And then you're asking... I mean, look at this. Have you seen it? A dollar an ounce. $15 for a 16-ounce thing of jam. That's a lot of cake, man. Okay, yes, yeah, so we've established that it's a lot of cake. Yeah. So you're asking to buy $500 worth of $15 cans. Yep, 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 yep. Plus however much the tubs of deli cost from Cub Foods. Right, correct. So it's an initial investment from the mafia or from me. But it's not just an initial investment because it's not like you have plans to start your own jam farm. (laughs) This is a complete just money pit because you're just continuously (laughs) buying other people's jams. Yeah, but if you... Putting in the man hours to scoop out three quarters worth of jam and then replace (laughs) the jam. Don't you think... Don't you think you could make... I don't know. Probably... Twenty thousand dollars each time. You no, do where the fuck did you come up with that? That's just what I assume. Is twenty thousand dollars? Because you're selling double the jam. You know, you're selling look, all. I, of we'd it. have to do. We'd have to look into how much. Okay, you money can make a, a, at least five hundred dollars off of how much you spent on five hundred cans of <laughs> mid-range jam. Yeah, 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 and it's a laundrage. Um, so you said you're spending five, uh, buying 100 to 500 jars of mid-range jam with a, a, a sticker price of $1 per ounce. Mm-hmm. I'm no mathematician, but I assume that making a, like $500 per... How many, how many times do they run a, 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 a farmer's market? Is it every weekend? Every weekend in the summer at every town in the Americas. So we're also okay. <laughs> so you're you're talking like you're expecting to expand this nationwide, big time, big time. Every mafia so man that's can spend their Saturday morning, okay. And what they would normally be doing is probably I don't know shooting, and instead of shooting, they can make a pretty five hundred dollars with a little 
of jam frog. Jam expenditure. Yes. So let me explain to you why man hours, schman hours for this whole jam situation. Okay. Okay. I don't think man hours is a big deal because you can basically do this little jam thing while you're watching TV. So on a th- on Thursday, uh, all the people that we have involved in this camp starts off with the two of us, but as we start making money, our friends, our families... I feel like it's more if we start making money. Okay, when <laughs> you start making buckets of money, then on a Thursday night, you can watch the latest episode of Survivor, and meanwhile, you can do some jams. And then by the time Saturday rolls around, you'll have already done all your jams for the week and you'll two people will be ready to go off and sell at different farmers markets right away okay okay see i feel like you're really underestimating like the precision it's going to take to scoop out three quarters of a jam jar and then replace it <laughs> like i'm not saying it's like expert level but you know it's going to take more than just sitting on the couch half paying attention to survivor <laughs> well no no come on what? I think we should test it. I think I could probably scoop out... Uh, in a minute, I could probably do six jam containers. Look, this is, an, this is, this is not a visual medium, but I would love to see that. <laughs> I'm not saying we're going to do it right now. I think easily anybody could do six, maybe ten. That's... <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying I feel like it might be more trouble than it's worth. Okay, okay. Especially because we're buying so much. Here, the, the initial pitch was that, oh, these jars are so expensive. And we're buying so many to make it a worldwide <laughs> or a statewide or countrywide expansion. And I just don't see the profits coming in. Okay. And, you know, that's what it's all about. It's all about profit. It's Do not think- about a fun Sunday activity going to go on the farmer's market. We can just go. If you want to go to the farmer's market, we can just go to the farmer's market. <laughs> I kind of do. But that's okay. We can, we can listen. Do you think... And you, want, and, and you know what? I'll, I'll give you a benefit of that. We can, we, we'll go to a farmer's market. We'll find a jam, jelly, and preservatives salesperson. Uh-huh. And we'll say, how much do you make off these jams and jellies? Okay. Okay. And if he says he's making bank, we'll take a second look. Okay. Deal. That's and if, good. And if he way. says, well, you know, it's kind of measly earnings for all the work I'm doing, <laughs> then I'd say maybe we put this one on the shelf. Okay. That's a, I appreciate the pitch. I, I, give it a, I give it a two. By the way, I like that you put the jam on the shelf or the jellies on the shelf. Yeah. That was jam, jellies, and preservatives. Okay. Put it on the shelf. All right. Well, should I try another one? Let's try another one. Give me another one. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> Please have a drink, sir, while I pitch you your an idea. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> come on, come on. Okay. America is full <laughs> of parking lots. True. So many parking lots. There's a parking lot just on the other side of that building. Sometimes it's like you look across the landscape, like we all do sometimes, and... It's just skyscrapers and parking lots. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Downtown, there's a lot of parking lots that are kind of pricey to get into, right? You gotta pay. I mean, you know, five, ten, fifteen dollars. I don't well, this is Minneapolis, but like you know, you could be paying that much per day to park down there. And people are afraid of the bus. 
they don't want to go on the bus. Sure. And so they pay that price to get down there in the parking lots every day. Uh, so I have a plan. Okay. Now that's part one. So that's the setup. That's the setup of the first facet of this Got it. crime. All right. The second part of the setup is, have you ever heard of car shopping? Uh, I don't know if I have. Okay. So car shopping is this thing that I knew some people who used to do, <laughs> like family members. But Oh, you know what? I think I might know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. All it is, they go around, they look at unlocked cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go into the unlocked I also had a couple friends who were... See some stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. like easy peasy scamming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is... Uh, we've talked about this before, but one of my genius ideas, a SAP... Do you remember what a SAP is? Uh, scam assistance program. Yes, scam assistance program. Beautiful, beautiful thoughts because if you help the scammers, you're pretty much in the clear because the scammers are going to get in trouble and not you. But, but uh, Unless anyway. they roll on you. Right, whatever. Okay, so, <laughs> so this is a SAP and scam rolled up into one. A scammy SAP. Or a sappy scam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we've got two two sort of tenets or roots of the tree that are coming together. We've got the car shopping on mm-hmm. one side. And then we've got the sea and, and full landscape of paid parking lots sitting out there on the other side. Right. Yes. Okay. So... We can get on the, on all of this in a beautiful way. The first, all it all it's going to take from us is really, really, really simple. We're going to build a stand, and we're going to build it out of two by fours. Or actually, how long is a two by four? It's two feet, or it's <laughs> shit. No, I've I think it's four feet by two inches. Oh, okay. Well, I want. Then an eight. Did I say that? Eight by two or something. Sure. An eight by four. Anyway, just we're going to build a little stand that's probably big enough for like you to stand up in or sit down in. Like a lemonade stand. Yeah, pretty much a lemonade stand, but it's going to be wood and cardboard. It's not going to be all wood because one. Cardboard is still wood. No, I know. You said car. I thought you said plywood. (laughs) Cut this out. (laughs) Well, I mean, cardboard kind of is wood, too, but I don't know. Okay, listen. I heard plywood in my head. We're going to build a stand. I'll work on the design of the stand later. It's not that important. Okay. But on the stand, on the sign, we're going to say parking. Yeah. Pay parking here. And what we're going to do is we're going to go to lots where there's an automated parking machine, one of those little mm-hmm. zzz, zzz, that you put in your card or whatever, and you don't talk to anybody, and you pay for your parking each day. Sure. We're going to go to those places, and we're going to put our stand right in front, directly in front of where people go to pay for the parking. And if we're going to sit in the stand, we're going to say, oh, sorry, sir. Sorry, ma'am. Our parking machine that we use to so conveniently get you in and out of this parking lot all the time it's broken today mm-hmm. and so you are going to have to pay me instead and I'll even make it more modest for you than what you would normally um, be paying at a lot like this so maybe has five dollars just give me five dollars and then you can go and then they're going to do that, do that, do that, do that, do that. And we're going to start this in the morning. 
The best part of the scam, by the way, this is slightly tan tangential, but the best part of the scam is that you and I pay for our Starbucks, we do this in the morning, and we're done by 10 o'clock. Okay. Which is pretty killer, if I do say so myself. pretty easy work And I do. Yeah. So, okay. So we do that during the morning rush when everyone's trying to park in. Oh, sorry, ma'am. You know, we just keep going. Sorry, sir. You're going to have to give us some money instead. Next person. Sorry, ma'am. Do you hear the money coming? Ching, ching, ching. It's coming right into us, not the parking lot. Then, here's the kicker. Now that, I mean, that alone, pretty good scam. We could drive away with sure. like 40 bucks and we could buy ourselves food for the rest of the day on that, you know? Mm-hmm. So pretty good, like, you're not doing anything today. You might make a little side cash, a little beer money, you know? Yeah. You and I could get drunk together off of that. Right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. So that's kind of cool. But if we wanted to make this a serious fucking scammy sap or scappy sap. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're going to add in that portion, the car shopping thing. Yeah. So what we do is we finish up the last break full and we're like, okay, cool. We got like a hundred dollars or whatever from these parking lot people let's pack up the shit put it in the car and we're gonna drive away and on the way out bring that's me calling my friend right and i say listen friend i got a bunch of cars that are legally parked over here at this lot they haven't paid their bills so it'd be a prime spot for you to come in and do some car shopping so they come in they break into the cars they take some stuff and then when the cops come if they do our guy hopefully already got away but there's already going to be concern about well how come you didn't pay at the lot why aren't you paid up maybe I'm not going to worry about this because you've already not paid your bills. You're already delinquent on the lot. So why should I be concerned about your GPS? Maybe you're making it up. That's how the cops are going to feel when yeah. it comes up. And so, meanwhile, our friend is going to get a backpack full of iPods, GPSs, um, CD car stereos, you know, all kinds of that stuff. And he's going to sell that, and then we're going to make a tidy profit off the side, 10% commission. We didn't even do anything. So for the beginning parking lot scam, we got $100, we got two cases of beer, and we're good to go. Yeah. And ching! That's called perfection, I think. Uh, y- yeah, look. It is, right? You love the idea. It's it's not your worst idea of all time. I think it's probably the greatest idea. My biggest problem is having a fucking like, lemonade stand style setup. <laughs> where it's like, oh, oh, please. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Machine's broken. Gotta pay me. Because why would... A grown adult ever fall for such a why wouldn't they? a foolish ruse? I mean, think about think about who you are in that moment, right? You're going to your regular 
boring day job and you're groggy because you just woke up and you finally drive to downtown and you pull into the lot and you're in the, you're like okay spot 17c and you walk all the way to the front and then you look and the guy says hey our machine's down today i'm taking cash instead so the rates are the same but i'm just taking the money and you're gonna go no you're not no you're not gonna do that you're gonna just pay him the money and walk away you think people are going to be- not believe me? I, I'm almost certain of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think... Look, I think there's a way to do it. Okay, I, well, why don't you try a voice? Let me hear your sales pitch for... Well, I'm just saying, I think we can... I think, I think you're over, over... I think you're just... You're putting too much work in it. I think... I don't know why we need to build a whole wooden movable stand that we take <laughs> from parking lot to parking lot. And, you know, have you ever been to, like, a, a sporting event? Yes. Where, you know, some of these well, parking lots... Yeah. Just say, yeah. Yes. So people <laughs> people just, like, you go, you go, you drive in, and there's just people in a classic orange vest, and you just, they give you money, say, yes, you can park. Uh-huh. Why don't you just do that? Oh, with an orange vest? Just say, hey, machines, maybe we, maybe we take a little drill, we drill into the machine. Uh-huh. And we just say, look, things broken, don't work. Ten wow. bucks, for, ten bucks for parking today. Okay, much much smarter, much better. I now I don't have to call my dad to help me build a, a shack and then tell him that it's for something else. Yeah, that's perfect, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Now this game is beautiful. That's and then that's you do your the- job, by the way. Not so much of this. Paul, your ideas dumb. I never oh, called your ideas dumb. I implied they were dumb, but I did not ever say they were dumb. And I would expect you to know the difference. Well, you just took a perfect idea and laid because there the was top something there because there was a foundation affection. to build off. I don't know what this fucking jam jelly bullshit is. You did, there's nothing to go from there. It's just throwing out exorbitant amounts of money to buy jam jars and then replace the jam. Look. I didn't want to. I didn't want to snap at you, but this is what you push me to. <laughs> All right. Okay. You know, you give me something to work with, and we can we can build something together. Okay. You know. So now we're set, right? And you know, look, and there's some other, and if it works, and I, I like you know calling in the guy, doing a little car shop, and take a little finder's fee off the top, mm-hmm. and it might work, you know. And I think there's a less chance of getting caught, and there's. You know, now this is if you want to invest a couple bucks into it, this is where I think yeah. the real money comes in. Well, we could do that. Like we could do it twice. We could even just do the do the little parking lot shebang, like out somewhere, and we could just get a little investo investo powers. Uh, money. Okay, money, you're money. just <laughs> you're just saying words at this point. <laughs> it's my turn to talk. Okay, you had your chance. Sorry. So sorry. yes, go ahead. Please let me boss. Well, no, I'm, we're partners. No, I mean, he's the Italian. Okay. You know, <laughs> that's true, but, you know, it's not a stereotypical. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Look, I'm just saying, if you want to add, I'm just saying an extra fold, a little extra money. Now, this is where, this is, this is where it gets a little, no, I don't know. I don't want to say dicey, but we could, we could invest in a, a tow truck. In the getting a towing lot, and after so it's like an extra third <laughs> level. We get the people, we take, we do a little car shopping, and then we send in because they didn't pay their fucking bill. That 
practice. We come in with a tow truck, we tow them, and then they gotta pay us to get the car back. Fucking genius! That's the smartest thing I've ever heard, ever! That's genius perfection. This couldn't go wrong. It's almost the perfect crime, you might say. Oh my gosh, we got... We're really close. Yeah. 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 Should we shut it down? Should we go do this? Well, no, we shouldn't do this. This is just a podcast, Paul. (laughs) We don't do crimes. We talk about crimes. We don't do crimes. We also don't advocate for crimes. All right. Well, but we don't advocate, but if anyone uh, thinks about a little something, they want to try it. Don't narc. uh, We won't tell, but we would love to hear about it. Yeah. Maybe on the news or maybe on a personal email to Mike. No, 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 no. Have a copy. Don't, 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 don't link back to us. Just, uh, you know, if it works, great. Maybe give us a couple bucks off the top. If not, you never heard of us. Okay. You don't even know what this podcast is. Well, I'm really impressed. I'm excited. I did not expect you to be so into the whole idea. That makes me feel really good. I mean, it just needed a couple, couple. You, you, you had the, and you the, had the base. The tow truck is beautiful. Smartest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and so, it makes me want to present to you one more crime. I'm, I'm happy to hear it because okay. I feel like. We're, this the, the show is called The Perfect Crime. I think we got close, but maybe we can get closer with this next one. So I let's see we what we got. More. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I called this one the smartest crime ever. Okay. Yeah. I I have high hopes for this because it's the <laughs> smartest crime ever. So, so you you know no okay. pressure on you. So I was thinking about. Smart people, what they mm-hmm. do, they read a lot of books. Yeah, books, 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 books. They read, <laughs> love to read. Bed, like goofballs. Mm-hmm. Okay, but stealing from a library would be kind of tough because they've got security beep beeps. The you know the things that you go down and beep beep beep. beep. Yes, yeah, they blink blink at you. <laughs> You've got, like, uh, all the expensive stuff is in an extra safe spot. You know, it's like a little, like, the fancy books. If they, if the library has fancy books, they, they keep them separate. Mm-hmm. And you also have, like, sober librarians running around in there. I would hope so. And they're going to be able to see you. Yeah. Is the problems. Right? Sure. So I was thinking about some, like dramatic ways to sort of seduce librarians or whatnot to try to get away with getting some free library books. But I think I came up with a way that's even much, much more simpler than everything else that I even thought of before this. Hit me. And it's kind of beautiful. So we could invite some of the stupid... Well, I shouldn't call them stupid, but they are stupid. Just, yeah. The nasty, like, white supremacist groups. Okay. We could invite them to come do a book burning at the library. Okay. okay. So put it on your Facebook or whatever. Not your Facebook, but you make another profile like Jim Hodge or something like Jim that. Jim Hodge. Yeah. Got it. And he puts it on his Facebook and gets a little event started. For a book burning at the library of all the books that they don't like 
like sure. the, you know the neo Nazis or whatever. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna happen, and then we're gonna plan our scam for the same day as their book burning. Okay. Okay. So while they're burning the books. We have a few people burst into the library, busting all the actions out there over over at the back by where the big book fire started, okay? And we, and a couple others, come bursting in with carts, and we take all the stuff from the front and load it into our carts, flip around, get on out of there, okay? And then we go to the nearest bookstore, and we sell for an immediate profit, Dollar book, dollar book, dollar book. Okay? We sell. Then, whatever we don't sell, when the police come or whatever, to Barnes & Noble in Minneapolis or whatever, whatever we don't sell, we'll just leave and we'll make a note on it and it'll say donations. And then that way we're kind of doing some good, like Robin Hood. Uh Uh-huh. Is that it? (laughs) That's all I have on the list. I think that's pretty much solves it. So this is the library. If you, you want to do a of, Robin Hood type scheme involving really white want- supremacists <laughs> burning thousands of <laughs> precious books. Well, my theory is that the the white supremacists who are burning the books are probably going to get caught and dealt with very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I would hope so. Me too. But because I like libraries and stuff, and I don't want to see this bad stuff happen to it, but it might be the only way that we're going to be able to successfully pull off a heist at a library. What else would you do? I think you're highly overestimating the security of a library. <laughs> what do you mean? Because you're just. You're just, I mean, really, at the end of the day, you're just talking about a pretty classic smash and grab routine. We just burst in the library. What? There's just like a. Who's who's guarding the books? Just some some librarian, librarian one librarian, probably well, at least two. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> not two librarians. Look, okay. So I think I think basically I think but you could just run in and grab. You're forgetting that the librarians, once they see it happening, hey, come back with our books, right? So that happens, and we ran away with the books. What are they going to do next? What's their next course of action? The police? Yes, it is. But won't the police already be there at the book burning? They're coming to the library for the book burning. We're leaving the library with the books. I feel like you're just throwing this this extra weird (laughs) book burning thing. Because it's not like... They're not going to just like... Oh, suddenly there's a book burning, so we're just invisible. (laughs) You know, <laughs> well, I mean, come on. What are you going to pay attention to? Three dorky guys in the front pulling down books and putting them into their cart? Or 12 crazy looking dudes down in the back burning the Communist Manifesto? What are you going to pay attention to? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I, I don't know. I guess in my mind, I had this thing happening. And so you're they're doing a book burning in the li- so they're burning down the library is what you're saying. <laughs> More or less. I figured this was like an outdoor uh, situation. So you want you want me I and want- other uh, our, our group of, of criminals to run into a burning building <laughs> to steal books 
Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, and yeah. then sell them to Barnes and Noble who do not no, buy no, no. books secondhand. No, no, the customers who are about to go into Barnes and Noble. That's where we put okay. up a so, cart, a table. You know, books so you for put sale. Up, this is the same thing with the fucking meat. You can't just <laughs> set up outside of like a known retailer and just sell shit. Like there's. There's secondhand bookstores where you, can, where you could actually sell a book and say, hey, I got this. We can rip off the tags and, you know, clean up the, the sticker goo. Uh-huh. I don't know why it's got to be outside of a... <laughs> because it's got to be fast, man. It's got to be right away. <laughs> How is setting up a stand to sell books outside of a Barnes & Noble faster than it's running? It's like it's like stealing jewelry and then running to a pawn shop. It's that easy. You just go, you steal books, go to a secondhand bookstore, here's some books. Instead of, <laughs> oh... oh but if you think, and about you might be able to charge up more than trying to have to okay. cut the price of a Barnes and Noble outside here, of a Barnes and Noble. Here's what I mean: so you steal jewelry, you go to the pawn store, okay? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what everybody thinks is probably that's probably the smartest way to do it. That's what you think because you've been listening to the man. But let me tell you the truth: you take the jewelry, you sell it to the pawn store, the police come by, talk to the pawn shop owner, and the pawn shop owner says, oh yeah, there was a guy in here who was wearing a blue shirt, he looked like Tommy the Tucker Tucker, and he came out and he did this. And if you sell it outside of the pawn shop for cheaper at a table, like you put out a table in the parking lot. You will get shot by the pawn shop owner. (laughs) But you, your, your money's clean. No, because you're still selling <laughs> stolen it's items. from different sources, though. Selling to a pawn shop is way cleaner because that's <laughs> money. Look, look, this is, this. I don't know, this is, this is a weird idea. I don't love adding in white supremacy to the angle <laughs> to burn down a library and also go in while the place is burning. I just think it, I just don't think it works. Okay. Really on almost any level. <laughs> Especially setting up a table. Because that's just asking these cops called on you. It's like, whoa, why are you selling these books outside of a Barnes & Noble? <laughs> well, uh, what do you want to do? You want to go to a second-hand bookstore and go, here's a big pile of books I have? Yeah, you can actually sell books to a second-hand bookstore. That's what they're both there for, is to buy second-hand people's books. I suppose. But don't you think it'd be... How, let me do last-ditch effort for the table. Yeah. Don't you think it'd be a little bit more fun to get to talk to people and make somebody happy and sell them, you know, the book of their Look, dreams and make them feel I'll tell you what. I'll nice. tell you what. We do this. Well, well, you take a stack. I'll take a stack. I'll go to the second-hand bookstore. Okay. And you can set up a table. And you can uh, schmooze. Uh, you can sell your books. <laughs> and uh, whoever makes the most money wins. And also doesn't end up in jail. Whoever makes the most happiness wins. No. We're not... We're not. Also, you mentioned that this was going to be a, like a Robin Hood type situation. <laughs> it is. And we're burning down a... A li- we're inciting violence to burn down a library and then making profits profits but, only but for ourselves. And listen, I don't understand no, no, no. that sentiment. Because here's the thing. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that when we went outside of the Barnes & Noble and we set up our little shop, like, who's going to want to buy, I don't know, Linda walks to the store, the book. Nobody's going to want to buy that book, right? There's books in the library that nobody ever has ever wanted before ever and those books that don't get sold and after like a little bit of time 
when we're like, okay, the cops are coming. We gotta go. We're just gonna put a little sign that says, please donate. And we're gonna put that on top of the books. And then those books are gonna go to people who want to read them. So these books that no one ever wants to read, Jane takes a walk, yeah. it's suddenly going to be donated, and yeah. someone, someone is going to be like, wow, this is a great fucking book, Jane. Well, really somebody, the shit out of that walk. somebody who's like, oh my gosh, I'm so bored, also, I just need any book, they're going to get that book. It would also suck if someone who really wanted to read couldn't go to a library where they can read for free, because white supremacists has just burned <laughs> it down. Well... I hope they stop it before it all gets burned down, is kind of what I was thinking. Well, you know, yeah, but there's, there's still, you know, a, a fire inside is still, it's pretty pretty hard to recover from. You have to close down a part of the thing. Okay, that's true. I thought that I was being kind of good for the world with this idea, and I'm realizing... I think you, I you failed the, the just, second you said white supremacists. <laughs> I might have just burned down a library and inadvertently <laughs> furthered an agenda I do not agree with. Yes. So I'm probably going to put this idea in the cancel I think, yeah, I think, yeah, we're, can- we're canceling. <laughs> okay, that. this is a terrible idea. Nobody should ever try it. No. Okay. Also, don't talk to white supremacists. They're lame. Right. Not even if you're... Well, can I use them in another crime maybe later? Because I kind of want... I'd rather you didn't, but if it... If it we'll see. You know, <laughs> I don't want to say we're going to put white supremacy on the shelf, but... Okay. If it comes up again and it's actually... What if we scam them? Like, Okay, maybe. let me think about it. Uh, that's kind of... Uh, initially, I thought... They're all going to get caught. They're going to go to jail. Ha, 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 ha. And then we get the scam for free. But it obviously didn't work out that way. It looks like the library got burned down instead. <laughs> yeah. So this one doesn't work. But I will get them caught in something else. And all right. I'm done. You know what? I'm done for that. Come okay. back to me with a, with a way to get these guys. The goal was not to be nice <laughs> or to help them. Just a heads up. Well, I'm not saying you helped the them, but you the certainly opposite. didn't hurt them. Yes. The goal was to probably make it not a good day for them and a good day for us. Yeah. And I didn't do that today with this library scam. Okay. Okay. I apologize for this. For it's I was okay. doing so good with the parking lot. I thought I hey, pretty I, much had an A. I forgive you. You did. That was a, the parking lot was a solid five. Okay. So... Well, after I got done with it. I think that's why I had to present to you today. Yeah. I am going to give you a heads up that there's kind of um, some rich stuff coming next time. Well, 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 I'm excited to hear about it, but you know, let's. Uh, I like the tease, but let's you know Let save it for the next episode. Let me give you a little episode. bit more tease. You want to give me just, a tease? We'll, we'll tease out the next this episode. This is just the headline. This is pure tease. This All is right. the thing that's been caught in my mind, going back and forth. What can I do about this? What should I do? There's got to be a way to get this. Here's the the little. What's the What's a word for like I'm thesis? This is the thesis. This is the thesis of a thousand ideas that okay. I'm going to come up with. Babies are easy to steal from. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't carry any money. <laughs> All right. So I I'm think. A- Thinking about that, why don't you think about? I'll it think too? about that. That's a that's. I think that's a good place to to leave off on. <laughs> we'll 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 come back tomorrow. 
hopefully what we're going to expand on the deal is that babies are easy to steal from, but they don't have any money. Right. Okay. So this this was the uh, the show, The Perfect Crime, with uh, Michael Cavallo, Paul Hudicek, uh edited by and recorded by Rachel Tesh. And uh, thanks for listening. See you guys next week.